Hello, I'm Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Today, I'm personally speaking, I'll be joined by the Tony-winning actor Brian Stokes Mitchell. Brian is an actor and a singer on Broadway, television, and film, and was dubbed the last leading man by the New York Times. Please stay with us. Hello and welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and the Tony Award-winning actor and singer Brian Stokes Mitchell joins me now. Stokes, as he prefers to be called, received the Tony, Drama Desk, and Outer Critics Circle Awards for his performance in Kiss Me Kate. He also gave Tony-nominated performances in Man of La Mancha, King Hedley II, and Ragtime. In 2016, Stokes was awarded his second Tony Award, the prestigious Isabel Stevenson Tony Award, for his charitable work with the Actors Fund. That same year, he was also inducted into the Theater Hall of Fame. Stokes was born in Seattle and spent his early childhood in Guam and the Philippines, where his father worked as an electronics engineer for the U.S. Navy. His ethnic background is German, Scottish, African, and Native American. Stokes is an extremely versatile and in-demand singer. He's made multiple appearances at Carnegie Hall and has been invited twice to perform at the White House. From 1979 to 1986, Stokes was a regular cast member on the medical drama Trapper John, M.D. His most recent recurring television roles have been on Madam Secretary, Mr. Robot, Billions, and The Good Fight. Stokes is also an accomplished musician who began taking piano lessons at the age of six. He's been married to his wife, Allison Tucker, since 1994 and together. They have a son, Ellington. Stokes' third solo album is called Plays With Music. And joining me now at the studio, I'm pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, Tony, award-winning actor and singer, Brian Stokes Mitchell. Before we get to our interview with Brian Stokes Mitchell, let's listen to him singing from his new solo album. The album is called Plays With Music. And here is Stokes singing There's No Business Like Show Business. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Everything about it is appealing. Everything the traffic will allow. Nowhere could you get that happy feeling. When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show people They smile when they all know Even with a turkey that you know will fold You may be stranded out in the cold Still you wouldn't change it for a sack of gold Let's go on with the show Brian Stokes Mitchell, we're going to call him Stokes the rest of the show. I am holding his new CD called Plays with Music. Could you tell us a little bit about what went into the decision, Stokes, to put this album, I have actually your other albums as well, as well as your soundtracks from A Million Musicals, but this one. What went into the decision to put the songs on this album on this album? 
Uh, well, that's an excellent question, and thank you for asking it, uh, because I, I uh, kind of uh, uh, suffer through that when I'm putting an album together. It, it uh, started out as a very eclectic album, uh, actually a quartet album, and with Brazilian tunes and show, and show uh, tunes and uh, jazz tunes and some folk tunes and everything. But I found that as I work on an album, it starts telling me what it wants to be. And what it started telling me it wanted to be was a, a, a show tune album, but a big, fat orchestral show tune album. So I, I fattened it up and then um, I pared down some of the songs that I was having trouble with because I, I arranged and orchestrated I produced the album as well, uh, but I arranged and orchestrated a number of them, and some of them I was having a lot of fits with, and usually that's a sign that, that it doesn't belong on the album. Okay. So uh, what I realized is what this song, this album is, is it's kind of uh, my ode to joy, I guess, for lack of a, a better word. Um, uh, it's an album about kind of uh, finding playfulness, happiness, your, your own joy spot in your life. And uh, that doesn't mean every song's happy. You know, there's, life includes sorrows as well. And uh, so that's, that's kind of short, in the, sh- the short version of what, what the album is. Now, uh, Stokes, a.k.a. Brian Stokes Mitchell, has a, this album, which I hope our listeners will get. And we're going to tell you how by the end of the show. But he also, obviously, many times, and I've been blessed to see him sing live, both on Broadway and elsewhere. He has shows coming up, the Encore series, their performances, March 18th through March 22nd. Tell us a little bit about Encores. Yeah, Encores, uh, for those that have never seen it, is um, um, a series that's been going on for a number of years now, um, where mostly there are shows that are performed that you normally wouldn't get a chance to see because they haven't been revived, uh, or they were troubled at, at one time, you know, when they were originally came out, or they had short runs, but there's still something worthy about them. The show that I'm doing, Love Life, is one of those shows that's never, ever been revived, um, and uh, it's a show uh, that... The music is by Kurt Vile, and it's kind of the first concept musical. Um, it, it, when I was reading the skipped script, I realized, oh, this is, I'm re- reading Pippin or Chicago. Um, right. And some of these other shows, it's kind of set in a vaudeville uh, um, uh, way, but it's, it's really a show about marriage and love and divorce. And uh, so it takes on these kind of uh, huge life uh, themes uh, in 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 a musical theater fun you know way, uh, but it's it's a really beautiful score and it's it hasn't ever been revived even though it was relatively successful when it first opened in the nineteen forties. Brian Stokes Mitchell is our guest. You know we mentioned uh, the album plays with music, but I have his earlier albums, and I have to tell you. Uh, Stokes that I am a, a wild and irresponsible driver when I'm driving, but music helps me drive. And <laughs> when I put on your other CD and play Something's Coming from West Side Story, I'm not always as good a driver as I should be. There's something <laughs> arresting about you singing that song. You bring personal interpretation to things we think we know, and uh, it's an amazing gift of yours. Uh, do you realize how gifted you are? Well, no, you know, I just work, and I just do what I, I love, and I just follow my own heart, and I think that kind of is the, the secret to life with anything. And every album that I've done has had kind of a theme, and, and I kind of look at all of my solo albums, particularly as an ongoing work of art. One thing leads to another, and that first album that you're speaking about, and Something's Coming was the first song on the first album. I wanted to, to kind of establish who I was as a solo artist, what the influences that... Uh, 
that were uh, uh, in my life, which is world music and jazz and, and show tunes as well and folk music and all kinds of things. And so that journey goes it through that, that uh, particular album. And the second album was simply Broadway, right. where I pared it down to just piano and vocal. It was inspired by one of my favorite albums by uh, uh, Tony Bennett. Uh, and I, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, but with show tunes, and so because uh, people like that big Broadway show tune sound, and it's more of that. And this particular album is kind of a cross between uh, the two of them, but a, a further variation um, on the theme. But it really is about my feelings inside and kind of what I call the radio that plays in my head nearly constantly <laughs> and the way I hear music. And it allows me, because I got to orchestrate and, and um, um, uh, arrange a lot of the tunes, to really put down how I wanted to, uh, to interpret them. And I, and I wanted them to feel like the originals and have the original spirit, but have a totally fresh sound. So they're all new arrangements and uh, new approaches to them. We are talking with Brian Stokes Mitchell, a.k.a. Stokes. I want to ask you something. Let's go way back in, in life. Um, George and Lily and your parents, when you look back, raising you, what did they do right? Wow, they did a lot right. I had fantastic parents. Um, I think one of the one of the greatest gifts that they give to, to all of, uh, of the kids, when they're, well, I'm the youngest of four, uh, was that they said, if there's anything you want to learn, let us know, and we will uh, get you lessons and, 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 and so you can learn how to do it. When you, when you don't want to do it anymore, or if you're not interested, let us know, because we don't want to be spending money on something that you're not <laughs> going to be interested in. Um, but they were very, very supportive of all of us. And, and it's funny, because my parents, my father was was an electronics engineer. My mother was an educator. Um, uh, they both loved and appreciated music, but they both said it was it, it was a recessive gene. Uh, all of the kids seemed to have uh, uh, musical or very artistic uh, abilities. My brother George is um, uh, um, a costume designer in in uh, um, Los Angeles, and my uh, sister uh, was the first singer in the family. My other brother John, who's who's uh, passed away since, was kind of could do it all. He could do art. He could do music. He he could uh, play and invent and create synthesizers and theremins and uh, he, and sculpt. He was he was quite incredible. So um, whatever it was that they did, they obviously did it right because we all felt free to kind of explore that. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give a child is is just the freedom to explore the reason why they're on the planet. Stokes, I want to talk a little bit about parenting. Uh, one of our guests, and uh, she was a great guest, was someone who's directing you, Victoria Clark. And one of the questions I asked her was, when you're in the arts and you have this kind of unsteady life, you don't know when the next job is coming, like bringing a child into the world, is it, is it more intimidating knowing uh, this isn't going to be a regular dad, nine to five, or mom? Um, you're a dad. Uh, were there any reservations about becoming a parent? Oh, there were tons of reservations about becoming a parent. <laughs> I, I started very, very late. You know, I'm one of these these people that um, that I, I never had a strong desire to have kids. I've always loved kids, and kids have always loved me. Uh, it seems, you know. But um, I, I never was one of these people that you know. Some people just know they want to be a dad. They know they have to have a kid, and I was never that kind of person. I'm so glad that I waited mm -hmm. uh, uh, as long as I did, um, because the other knowing all of the things that you said, a show business career is incredibly demanding. It's almost like having a child. It's yes. kind of like its own child. It's demanding, and it's, it throws tantrums, and it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, 
difficult to be around sometimes, and it's joyful and it's wonderful, and uh, but it takes a lot of energy. And uh, and I know how fragile and incredible children are, and important it is uh, to to put your attention into them. And I didn't want to have a kid in the time that I knew I'm still working on my career. Um, I wanted to be able to focus on a child when I had a child, and we have a fantastic son who's 16 years old now, and his his name is Ellington. He's just a really terrific human being as well. And um, one of the things that I did to change that, actually, was I I moved from uh, doing uh, eight shows a week on Broadway. I went into the concert world, Mm. which allowed me to do, you know, I would do somewhere between 20 and probably 40 or 50 concerts a year, but, you know, that would be a a day or two days in in my week, um, as opposed to eight shows a week. So it really gave me the time to be around him and and raise him. So uh, I think it's an incredibly important thing. And uh, Vicky, I'm so glad... We've had lots of conversations about this because she is the one who's directing Love Life at Encores, and so uh, that's been a, a, a part of this uh, this journey and conversation that we've had about this, that very show. Stokes' son is Ellington, and I, I want to mention, he mentions now moving toward concerts, that on April 27th, Brian Stokes Mitchell will be starring in Ragtime, the reunion concert, and that's going to be where? That's going to be the Marriott Marquis. This is a concert that's done um, that's being done as a benefit performance for the Actors Fund, which is um, a charity that I've been the chairman of the board of for 15 years now. And uh, it's called the Actors Fund, but it's not just for actors. It's for anybody who's made their living in show business and the performing arts. That's, you know, uh, singers, dancers, actors, writers, camera operators, curtain pullers, ushers, uh, agents, uh, managers, um, anybody who's made their, their living in times of need or crisis or transition. And this is something we've been putting together for a long time. Uh, it's such a beloved show, and um, people are so excited about it. We've been trying to do it for... A couple of years now. Unfortunately, we lost our leading lady, Marin Maisie, uh, wow. to uh, ovarian cancer uh, uh, just last year. And so we've finally be able, been able to kind of get back up on our feet together and, and make this happen. But it's going to be a reunion concert of the the uh, uh, original Broadway uh, company. And um, it's, it's really, really exciting. And man, do we need a show like that right now. I mean, yes. it covers immigration. It covers uh, women, you know, the Me Too movement. It covers Black Lives matter with Cole House and and it's it's about what what makes this country um you know so unique and so interesting and so crazy making and so wonderful <laughs> um you know that's what the show is about it's really based on the book by Yale Doctorow of course with the book for the musical written by Terence McNally and Stephen Flaherty and Lynn Ahrens did the music and lyrics my first experience of seeing a Broadway show with Brian Stokes Mitchell and the great Marin Maisie was Kiss Me Kate, and I was knocked over by both of them. Uh, and it goes to your, your point earlier today, Stokes, about uh, this eight times a week. Where in the world, uh, you know, I, I, t- I, I go out of my way to bring parishioners who have not gone to theater before to see Broadway, and, and these kids, when they see it, it's like... But how? How do they do that every night? How do they, how do they make it fresh? This isn't TV. This isn't movie. We tape it and we run it. This is tonight and tomorrow and this afternoon making it something. Where? Where do you find Stokes, the energy, the dynamism to make it fresh for that kid from my parish who's never seen a show before? 
Well, you know, it, it's interesting. I think that's actually, I view it as part of the job description. That's when you're on Broadway, I think that you should, the show that you do on closing night should feel just as fresh and just as spontaneous as the one that you did on opening night. And for me, I always feel that if I, if I don't discover something new about the character, about the show, about what I'm doing on closing night, I'm not doing my job right. And um, I think that's what you do is you just start paying attention to different things. You're able to work with the actors uh, that you're on stage with. You're able to work with an audience. The audience becomes an, an, an extra character uh, that's introduced in a show once they're, they come into a show as well. But also, I think that for me, the the main thing that I kind of do, the way that I describe it, is is working in the spaces. Um, I like to say that you know anybody can paint a, a, a brush stroke. It takes an artist to paint the spaces. You know anybody can play a, a note on a on a piano or or on a saxophone. It takes the, an artist to play the spaces, and and I think that's very much what um, any art form is about. And I and I try to apply that to what I do as well on stage. And you find these spaces that seem to be infinitely large in between lines and in between uh, emotions and, and uh, in between notes sometimes that you can explore all kinds of things in. And I think that's really where the spirit of um, a work is communicated, is, in, is through those spaces. Our guest is Brian Stokes Mitchell, a.k.a. Stokes. We have been playing pieces of his album, Plays with Music. We mentioned a few moments ago uh, Marin Maisie, and I said to her when she was on our show, you know, Marin, when I went to see you and Kiss Me Kate, Marin Maisie, I presume you're a nice Jewish New York girl. She said, no, I'm Italian Catholic, in fact. <laughs> I, I mentioned that, especially in this week in which we are, all of us, heartbroken about the passing of Kobe Bryant, because one of the things I was struck by, I never knew him as a great basketball player, but never knew anything about his personal life. So I find out that on Sunday, the day he died, that he and his, his daughter went to the 7 a.m. Mass. They, apparently, they went to Mass every week. They were they were practicing their particular faith. I mention that just by way of a background question. For, for you, Brian Stokes Mitchell, uh, the spiritual life, how did your parents introduce it to you? Uh, how was it fed? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, that's such a great question. I, I um, th- that's a huge part of my personal life. Um, I, I was raised uh, in the Methodist Church, actually, but um, I was raised overseas. My father worked for the Navy, so um, we had a on the base in Subic Bay in the Philippines. We had a Catholic church and we had a Protestant church, okay. and, um, and 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 I might add that the Protestant church was this Quonset hut, and I remember the Catholic church being this really nice building on the base. Hey, what's going on? Here. But it's interesting because for the, the Protestant in our Protestant Quonset hut um, <laughs> that we had, um, it depended on the minister that would come through. Sometimes it was a Lutheran minister or uh, a Presbyterian or a Baptist. You know, right. they, we would get different ones. So you get, get got exposed to kind of different styles of these different um, uh, preachers. Uh, I was always involved in the choir. I was an acolyte who lit the candles mm. as well. And then later on, when we moved back to the United States. I actually became the organist in my church at the age of 14, wow. um, up until the time that I left, which was uh, 17 or 18, to, to move to Los Angeles. So I was always very much involved in the church. But um, 
But I've also been very spiritually curious all my life, and I, and I realized recently that I think um, more than anything, I've been kind of on a search for the nature of consciousness, which if you find that, you kind of find, you know, what is the nature of God, and you find also what is the nature of hum- human beings, and what is the nature of existence. I've always loved the big questions, yes. and I feel like I had a spiritual awakening of sorts when I was uh, 14 years old, something I just woke up in me, and I think... When one of the things that started it, I read Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking, and it was the first time I realized as a young teenager, oh, I have this mind, and I can kind of control these thoughts, and they're, they're, they're something that are very important, and, and you can create things with these that begin uh, with these thoughts. And from there, I just went, I was on a constant search, and I've, you know, studied Tibetan Buddhism and Nichiren Shoshu Buddhism. I studied Taoism. I've, I've studied uh, um, the Koran as well. I, I really uh, am a big uh, fan of, of religions, and, uh, and I tend to find myself uh, attracted to the more esoteric versions of the, the uh, religions, like right. Sufism um, in, is, in the world of Islam and the Kabbalah, you know, and Judaism. And, um, and that's one of the things that I love about Taoism. It's not really a religion. It really is more of a study of the energy of things and how kind of... Um, things work, and finding God within yourself, or whatever it is you mm-hmm. want to call that, whether it's the Tao, whether it's God, whether it's Allah, whether it's Buddha, whatever you choose to call it, um, it's finding that in yourself. And that, I think, is is the, the greatest lesson that I've learned in life, is that God doesn't exist somewhere out there. God's within you. Absolutely. And it's up to you to, to find God and to define God and, and to manifest that, uh, that spirit in your life and through your work and through your, your, your deeds. That's, that's very much at the center of the wonderful book, Like Buddha, Like Christ. Uh, Ellen Burstein, the wonderful actress, was our guest, and she considers herself a... Uh, I was struck by your interest in Sufism because she considers herself a Sufi Catholic. Let, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Brian Stokes Mitchell is our guest. We're talking about, among other things, his career, but his album plays with music. Um, every weekend I get to do weddings, and I don't like to be preaching without knowing what I'm talking about, so I say to the bride and groom, you need to write me an essay. Why, of all the people in the world you could possibly have ended up with, why do you think this is the one? And uh, their words are usually far more insightful than anything I could come mm. up with. So, for, for Stokes, why, why Allison? Oh, wow. I could, wow, that, there's a lot of reasons. She's kind, she's beautiful, she's thoughtful, she's deep. She's also an artist, so we understand and see things in a very uh, similar way. Um, uh, she loves people and is is curious and um, and is interested in humanity and wants to do good things and wants to make the world um, a, a better place. Um, and she's just a lot of fun to be around, and, and we uh, we enjoy each other's company. Those are just that, and that's just the beginning. Wow, that is a heck of a li- you hold on to her. Yes, I have. We just celebrated 25 years, actually, oh, a few so months good. ago. So, And you give me great hope, too, because I, like yourself, am a 1950s baby. And if you can be happily married, there's hope for all of us, especially with Pope Francis. We're hoping he opens that door as well. You mentioned, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell's our guest, you mentioned, you know, these critical times that we're living in. And uh, on this new album of yours, one of the things I love the most is your version of What a Wonderful World. 
I had, I had the privilege many years ago of interviewing and becoming friends with Frank Capra, who, of course, produced It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Do, do you, in light of this critical times we live in, this crazy world, this divided world, is Brian Stokes Mitchell nonetheless a man of hope? Uh, yeah, I, I, yes, um, I am, and um, for a lot of different reasons. First, we, we've as, as crazy as our country has gotten now, um, it, the, there still is um, a, a glow of hope that I think goes through everything that we've done. Uh, for those of us that have been fortunate to have traveled outside of the country and have lived outside of the country, um, it's a very valuable lesson because you get to kind of see your country through another person's or another country's eyes, and you start to appreciate what we have here as opposed to um, some of the other places in the world. And I think that's one of the things that we have. I think one of the things that's disheartening about these times right now is it seems like a lot of the things that we had hope in are not, are not giving us strength right now. Um, what's happening in our government and the, uh, you know, all the fighting and the squabbling that's going on there. Right, and it doesn't right. seem to be that it is for the people and it is about the people. It seems to be about, you know, a bunch of really uh, wealthy folks that are just looking out for their interests. Um, so, uh, you know, it, but finding the hope in that, and you find, I think, the hope in the still the ideal of what this country is about. There's a song on the album, actually, that I put on that I thought I absolutely have to put this album, this song on the album called Flag Song. And it was a song written by Stephen Sondheim uh, about 30 years ago now. It was a song, it's a song that not very many people know because it was originally cut from his show Assassins uh, that he wrote. And um, he asked me a number, about three years ago to, to sing the song at a benefit performance, and I fell in love with the song. And I have to say, if somebody asked Steve Sondheim to write a, a, a patriotic song for our country, for today, for everybody, I think this would be the song. It wow. really it kind of gathers our, our heads and hearts and puts them back in the same place. And it's what I love about being an artist. Um, Art has a way, and artists, whether it's a painting, or whether it's a song, whether it's looking at the Pieta, whatever, it has a way of touching people uh, in, a, in a very similar fashion. And music seems to transcend a lot of those because it's its own language that touches people in a particular way. But I can't think of anything else other than art or a traumatic uh, circumstance in somebody's life that can change people's way of thinking in in an epiphanal moment, a person can go to a show, a Broadway show or a movie or a symphony or a ballet sometimes even, or an opera, and come out entirely changed. You see the world differently, you see others differently, you think differently, you become a very, very different person. And I've personally had experiences with, with people telling me stories about that very kind of thing, and I know how being in an audience has affected me as well. I want to thank Brian Stokes Mitchell for being with us and personally speaking. I ask my listeners, please, pick up this new CD, Plays With Music. Uh, you know, earlier in the program, Stokes mentioned his love for Tony Bennett, and what they have in common is they are unique interpreters of songs we think we knew. We hear them in a new way because of the gift that Brian Stokes Mitchell has to interpret music. So please, go to his uh, his website, www.brianstokes.com, or go to www.brianstokes.com. Uh, what other way can they get the CD? How, how can they? How can they get it? 
all the usual ways. They can go on iTunes. They can go on Amazon. It's it was distributed by Broadway Records. They uh, they can go on the Broadway Records site as well. Um, they can get it as a CD or download it. It's not streamable uh, at, at this point, uh, but it is available for download or for for CD. And I and I and I kind of hope those those five people out there that still have <laughs> CD players will get the CD because there's a, a lot of interesting things on the inside too. I put a lot of attention in you know what I wrote on the inside and mm-hmm. just thanking the musicians. You know, it's like the old days. Remember, when you used to get an album, and, yep. and and you could sit down and you'd listen to it and and read who was on it and read the liner notes. People don't do that anymore. No. So, um, you know, I, I hope people are able to get the CD as well. We thank Stokes for being with us. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us and to listen to Personally Speaking as our podcast with some of our most recent shows. Please go to YouTube and search Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Losanti and subscribe. You can also listen to past episodes of Personally Speaking by going to www.CloseEncounterTV.com and clicking on the radio button at the top of the page. And additionally, Personally Speaking episodes are also available at www.OLLMP.org. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Our engineer is Rocco Vitolo. And our audio facility is Creative Media Design in New York City. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.